For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 65 I am Matt O'Leary alongside Mitch Anderson. Mitch, how are you doing tonight? I'm frustrated. Very frustrated. It has nothing to do with the Islanders, nothing to do with what we're doing here. It's just I'm trying to do something outside of this, outside of this space with a computer, and it's absolutely driving me nuts because it's not working, and I don't understand. Oh, I need a beer. Hopefully this, what one, you... this one's been in my fridge for a long time. Okay. What are we drinking tonight? We are drinking some of my brother-in-law's Rickards Red. God, how does he drink that? Oh, it's fine. It's just not great. You don't seem to be enjoying it. It's it's good-ish. It's not what I wanted, but it's what was there. All right. I'm staying very on the Matt O'Leary brand. I'm rocking the Angry Orchard tonight. So There you go. We're having some cider as we do this. Right on. So how, Mitch, how are you doing? You always ask me how I'm doing, and I unload. and I never you, We never get your side of the story. I'm doing okay. I have to run a meeting tomorrow where I get to yell at all my kids in the radio station, so that should be fun. <laughs> oh, no. That sounds awful. Yeah. No, I have to pretend to be an adult and put my foot down, so that should be that should be fun. I'm looking forward to doing that tomorrow. Mm, being an adult is the worst sometimes. Yes, I get to see that more and more in this post-college life <laughs> that I live now. <laughs> yep. Welcome to the world. All right, Mitch, do you have an addition for us? Anyone wear 65? I don't think anyone wore 65. I'm, I'm looking it up now because I didn't have time to look it up because that darn computer issue. No, no one has ever worn 65. Okay, so this is going to be the frustrated edition. <laughs> I'm naming it that because both Mitch and I are frustrated with nothing to do with the Islanders because they are actually playing much better after their win last night. So let's just jump right into it, Mitch. Yep. I know that... Uh, Obviously, the Islanders won last night. They lost their previous three. And if you want more in-game coverage, you can subscribe to our Patreon where you get uh, a post-game podcast for all 82 games for 5 bucks a month. Definitely a solid deal there. 
So if you are looking for more in-game talk, you could do that. We are just going to talk storylines on our weekly free show, which is this one that you're currently listening to. And we're going to start with our first topic of the evening, Mitch. William Nylander, a popular name that is being floated around in hockey land right now. Never heard of him. (laughs) He is not. He has yet to report to the Toronto Maple Leafs because of contract stuff. The Le'Veon Bell of the NHL. (laughs) Did you like that? The what? I thought you stole that from my article. I wrote that today. He's the Le'Veon Bell of the oh, NHL. No, I did it. I did it really. I haven't been on the site all day. Oh, my oh, wow. God. That's amazing. We're thinking like. Yeah, I literally said that. He's the Le'Veon Bell of the NHL. He so is. He so is. Oh, except Le'Veon Bell. No, no, it's going to be. He's got what? Nylander's got 16 days to report or to sign a deal and, and uh, before he gives up the rest of the year. So what do you think happens? We'll start there. Do you think he ends up signing, gets traded, or sits out the entire year? I think he sits out the year. Really? Okay. I'm yeah. I'm not the, quite there yet. Also, I didn't think Le'Veon Bell would sit out the entire year, so I was wrong about that. So could be over two. So what, while, while I say he will sit out the year, I don't think it will be his choice necessarily. While it still will be, let me explain. I think I don't think that they're going to come to an agreement. I think that Nylander wants to play there, but I think Toronto has some sticking points on how much he wants to get paid, and Nylander isn't budging past a certain amount, and Toronto isn't meeting it. And so Toronto is just going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, it's just going to say, you know what? Fine. Sit it out. We don't care. Matthews is coming back. We're still doing fine, right? Last I checked, they're still in a playoff spot. We're fine. You know what? Sit. See how you like not playing hockey for a year, bud. We still have your RFA rights. You ain't going nowhere without us telling you to go somewhere. That's the thing, right? So if he sits out this year, it's not like he becomes a UFA at the end of the year. No, that's true. But that that's the exact opposite of uh, Le'Veon Bell. Because Bell, if he's going to be a free, uh, mm-hmm. unrestricted free agent now at the end of the year because he didn't want to play under the franchise tag for the Steelers. So... Sorry, you're going to have to explain what the heck a franchise tag means. Basically, they it's a one-year, essentially a one-year max deal for that depending on the position. So like and it could increase. You could franchise a player like twice, I think. Kirk Cousins got franchised twice and then the Redskins decided they didn't want to bring him back. He hit the UFA market and the Vikings paid him tons of money. So Le'Veon Bell basically didn't want to be in his mind uh, used for this year by the Steelers, even though he would have gotten $14.5 million, which is a large chunk of change for a running back. He a wanted good running the, back, though. Yeah, probably the best in the league. So, sorry, does that mean like it's a forced contract? I know this isn't hockey talk, but this is fascinating to me because I don't, I don't really care about football necessarily. When you mean franchise, it sounds like it's we're imposing this contract upon you. We're giving you a max deal, but we're giving it to you and you have no... Yeah, it's it's you based. You have to sign it. You kind of have to sign it. Yeah, it's okay. based. It's based on the market. Like for again, for each position, there's like a different value. It's not like the franchise tag is 14 million for every single position. It depends right. on what position you play and the market at the time. So, like a franchise tag for a quarterback at this point is probably close to 30 million dollars for, for one year. But he wants the long term guaranteed money, and they weren't willing to do that. So he said, "Fine, I'll sit out this year. I'm." 26 years old and then someone will pay me next year big money and give me guaranteed money and I'll be in my prime I'll be fine fair enough 
Okay, so that's kind of a Nylander situation in so much as the contract situation, right? Where he wants the monies that he believes he's owed. Uh, and the, the Maple Leafs are like, you got to take one for the team because we got to build it. And he's like, uh, that 91 guy sure took a heck of a lot of money to come here and you gave it to him. So, like, why can't yeah, I get paid? Mitch, they wouldn't have had these problems if they just stayed away from John Tavares. They had to complicate everything. So I hope I want to watch them burn at this point. I really do. I'm here. <laughs> I want this whole thing to turn into a dumpster fire and that, that they have to trade Nylander. Yeah, well, you're that, right. it's going to be some wishful thinking. I... <laughs> I don't know. When was the last time we saw a hockey player sit out for an entire year? For an entire year? Oh, God. Uh, under I, contract stuff. I, yeah, I, I can't remember. remember one off the top of my head. I know PK almost did. It came close with PK. Same thing with Jordy Bent. What, sorry, not Jordy, Jamie. Did Jamie sit out a year? I don't think so. I don't think he sat out the year, but he got close. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you're going to look it up now. I'm so, But the idea we're talking here is that if they come to a point where they need to trade him or they feel they... So the, the the big story is that according to Elliot Friedman, Kyle Dubas or lease management came out and said, all right, NHL, tell us who you wouldn't or you would and wouldn't trade for William Nylander. Give us lists. Give us your wish lists or not wish lists, I guess. Give us your, your request list and your not request lists for William Nylander. And okay. And so... Uh, Arguably open season, like everyone can. I don't think that they actually mean to go through with that. As, as I don't think the Toronto Maple Leafs are saying, okay, well, oh, this this team meets everything that we want. We're going to go and do it. If, if they happen to get that, great. I think they're just trying to put the fire underneath William Nina and others behind and be like, we're willing to trade you. We'll do it. We'll do it. Don't call our bluff because we'll do it. It's like a game of chicken right now. I think so. And just to reiterate, uh, Jamie Ben did not sit out. He the lowest amount of games he played was what what year was it? 2010, 2011 was 69 games. 2011, 2012 was 71. I think it was after his ELC was done. I think that was a whole big thing. Same thing with PK. PK didn't want to take a um a bridge deal and mm-hmm. that's all Montreal wanted to do and he sat for a long time. Right. And then he ended up getting traded. <laughs> Yeah. After giving his heart to the team, they're like, you know what? We really want a really older guy who isn't going to be chirpy on the ice. Sorry, PK. And who isn't as good. Yeah, who isn't as good. Although, you know, everyone's eating crud now. He's not even playing in Montreal's in a playoff spot. So. It's true. So, yeah, there's that. Although, to be fair, so is Buffalo. So, you know, anyways. Um, So when we come to the trade no trade list. So who would the Isles, who would the Isles, because that's what we're talking about, give up for William Nylander, and who should they not give up for William Nylander? Okay. Sorry. Wait. First question: Should they even be interested in William Nylander? Yeah. They, uh, yes, they should very much so be all in on William Nylander. So why? Because Explain yourself. The, their center depth is not very good, and they don't have centers outside of. Barzal and Sezikis signed through next season. That's because true. you have Valtteri Filppula, who is a UFA at the end of the year, and Brock Nelson, who's a UFA at the end of the year. Brockatron 3000, go and get that monies. He's home. I, like I've been saying for, for months, <laughs> someone is going, some sucker is going to give him $5 million a year. And he might be wearing orange and blue. You think the Oilers are going to sign him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe actually, you know, 
Reunite he, with Strom. There you go. His two-way play this year has been fantastic. But we're on Nylander. So obviously, like I, I completely agree with what you said. Their center depth is not there. It needs to be there. This is a 22-year-old center. Is he plays primarily on the right in Toronto. Uh, six feet, 190 pounds. Not a small guy. Put up back-to-back 61-point seasons. That's Consistent. the guy that you want. That that's exactly what you need. Yeah, it is. See, I mean, twenty-two goals, thirty-nine assists in sixteen, seventeen, and then last year, twenty goals, forty-one assists. That screams perfect second-line center to me. Yeah, and and for all those plus-minus fans out there, he was a plus twenty last year, and one is a minus three the year before that. So do with that with Ooh. whatever you will. Improving fifty-one mm-hmm. percent on faceoffs, though. That's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. I'll take that. I definitely would. And he's still extremely young. He's 21 years old, or he turns. He just turned uh, 22 this just past Just turned May. 22, yeah. And he had 10 penalty minutes all year last year. 10. That's all he had. 10 penalty minutes. That's one game misconduct or five tripping penalties. Andrew Ladd <laughs> gets that in a game. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Yeah, it's not accurate, but you know what I mean. So, like... Yes, this is someone they should go for. Now, the question is, um, how do we want to start it? Usually you like to define something by what it isn't. Um, So let's go with that. What wouldn't you give up for William Elander? Because I think that list is a lot shorter. Barzal. Yep. Pulak. Okay, yep, yep. Um, Wallstrom. Yep. Bellows, maybe questionable. I'd, I'd be willing. It's not that I don't like That's Bellows. Pretty, I do, but like I like other players better. I think it ends there for me. Uh, no, I guess Dobson's on that list now too. Yeah. That's it. After Dobson, then. So when I wrote it originally, the, the the what the Islanders wouldn't trade it was in this order: Barzell, Pulak, Wallstrom, Dobson, Taves, and I actually even had Bellows. So I kind of shot myself in the foot there with my bold proclamations without looking up what I wrote. wrote. Um, and I think that's fair. Like, the only reason I include Devin Taze is not that I don't think he can be traded, is that I think he's the next guy you want in the lineup. I know there's been a resurgence with Nick Letty in terms of his underlying numbers and what he's doing defensively and what he's doing to generate the play going forward. I just, I'm really, really sold on Devin Taze. And, and you know what? It, it, maybe that's not fair because he's never played an NHL game in his life. But I wouldn't trade him necessarily in the in this mix. Okay, you see, I would. I think how you feel about Bellows is how I feel about Devin Taze. I prefer okay. him to be here, but I would move him if for you're a getting guy like Nylander. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. So then that gets us to who we would trade for Willie Nylander, and I think this list is a little bit longer. Um, just because, well, you could trade anyone, but obviously you you have to trade someone of value. Like we're not going to throw in Matt Martin. Yeah, of course we could trade Matt Martin there, and we would we would or Cal Clutterbuck. Of course we would, but like they ain't taking him. Who's gonna take Cal Clutterbuck? Why would they do that? He's got one goal in the last ten months. <laughs> this is true. Uh, okay, so ready for the list? I got a six person list. Sorry, eight person list. Who's yours? Uh, Letty. Yeah. Eberly. No. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yes. Nelson. No. Um. Michael Del Cole. Yep. Josh Hosang. Yarp. 
Um, I'm saying Yarp isn't like that's the truth, but like that's just I'm agreeing. Who else is on your list? So I got Letty Bo, top two. Uh, I did Okay, yeah, Bo, I would include. I, yes. I I I see where you're going with Nelson. I just don't think they go for a center. I really okay. don't. They, their their depth through center is ridiculous right now. And they're getting rid of one. They don't need another. True. Um. So yeah, Letty Bo Pelic. He's got qualities. Yeah. He's got qualities. Um. Maybe they don't go for him. That's fair. Eberle, I put him fourth on, on my list just because he's got that one year. Toronto might not care for that one year. Okay, fair. And then, yeah, Hosang, Del Cole. And then I put Parker Wertherspoon as a defenseman coming up. So if they're not looking to do something this year, sure. And he's putting up numbers in Bridgeport. So he's got, and he's got size, he's got range, he's got skill. Why not? And then as another prospect, Arnaud Durando in Halifax. Okay, what about Bodie Wild? Oh, I like Bodie Wild. I like Bodie Wild, but I didn't include him in my no trade list. So, like, sure, yeah, you could talk me into it. Okay, that's fair. I would, ag- I agree with pretty much everyone you said. Yeah, because I don't think Wild is ready for another two years, anyway. So, like, if Toronto's really, really, really sold on him, maybe we could, you know, reduce their the impact on our roster today by not giving up so much in terms of roster quality. Right, but I don't know if they would necessarily look to do that. I think it would be like, hey, you want this guy? Give us a either NHL-ready prospect or an NHL player and a pick. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure of the valuation right now. <sighs> I don't know what to do with this. Like, I would love to get Nylander. I'm just worried it's going to be way too much, like way too much, just because Toronto holds all the cards, right? He's an RFA. What's he going to do? He didn't ask for a trade, right? So their hand isn't necessarily forced. The only thing that's forcing, and I'm using air quotes here, their hand is the fact that if they don't sign him by December 1st, he can't play the year. Well, he hasn't played so far, and last I checked, I'm going to say this again, they've got 24 points in 18 games with a plus 16 goal differential. They're okay. See, I think it would be dumb for the Maple Leafs to let him sit. Because then, it, to me, it becomes clear that you're not going to be able to reach an agreement where the team and the player is going to be happy. So at that point, you use his value and get something back that you need. Yeah, and that's fair because the only value he has right now is that he can still play. Like You don't trade him in January because the team getting him is not going to get him until next October. Right, and like I don't know, it could help you improve for this year because you know you're not going to be able to sign all of Nylander Marner Matthews. Well, according to them, they can. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I keep hearing this, but I don't believe it. Well, look at it now. It's not working, right? Like, the one guy's sitting out because because of that very problem. Yeah. We could sign everyone if they all take uh, Josh Bailey-esque deals. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> the first one up wasn't willing to do that. Oh, yeah. who saw that coming? That plan is already starting to go down the tubes. Yeah, so. Uh, on that note, um, Anthony Beauvillier. Oh, not the best. WTF. What do we do with Anthony Beauvillier? For, if you're living under a rock and don't know, he has one point so far this year. And it's not even just the point. It's what he's doing as well. Like Again, Barry's big on, even if you're not giving us the production, you're giving us the... Um, the off-the-puck stuff, the defensive capabilities, the systemic play. You're doing all the right things. Sure enough, you're not scoring. Don't worry, it'll come. Well, I, from what I can tell, he's not doing all the right things because last 
last game he had what eight minutes of ice time six minutes he had seven minutes of ice time seven. last night god she's right in the middle dang it yeah seven minutes of ice time the worst on the team that's gross. Uh, I can't remember the last time I've seen that when the player wasn't injured. So at this point, it's not just like, oh, it's not just because he's not producing. He's doing things that the coach doesn't want him to do, clearly. That's clear. Yeah, but don't you think... I see at this point, I think the Islanders have two options. Because I don't agree with them playing on playing him on the fourth line. I don't think that makes any sense. No. To me, you either ride him out in the top six or wherever you think he should fit and hope he catches or send him down and get someone else up here. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I thought that they would have sent him down after the Florida game if he hadn't shaken up, and he didn't, and he kept playing, and he got no ice time against Vancouver. Yeah, but then what happens against the Rangers tomorrow on Thursday? So he's good against the Rangers. Maybe he gets his tail up for that. Uh, I, I didn't check the lineups. I know that um, Staple and, and Gross tweet out the lineups during practice. Oh, my God, phone. No, I don't want to make a, an update. I think he was on the third line with Filippo and Komarov. I'm pretty sure. Was he? Pretty Ugh. sure. And then Kunako was on the second line. Yeah, that like you know what? Ride the hot hand. Let's do that. Gross. Let's do that hockey. I know, I know what you think, but like, yeah, he was playing on the third line with Filippo Komarov. So maybe he gets ten minutes tomorrow. I doubt it. I doubt it. No, probably not. I don't think he has the last three games. Yeah, you're probably right. So, like, I, I completely agree with you. I, I, he needs to be sent down. Not because he needs the demotion to have the kick in the butt, probably, but he needs game time. If he's not getting game time here, you know what? Go for it. And he's waiver exempt. What do you, do you have nothing to lose? You have nothing to lose. So, Mitch, I have his ice time of the last four games. So, against Montreal, that shootout yeah. loss, he played 16 22. So, okay. That, pretty good. Yeah. The Then against Tampa Bay. It drops to twelve sixteen. Okay. Then eight thirty nine against Florida, and then seven forty two against Vancouver. Oh, that is no faith, no faith, right? Like so, that's the thing. He's just—he's clearly not doing what Barry wants him to do. No, but and then at that point, when you think, all right, go down and figure it out again, or like, yeah. what do you do? Because I don't think putting him with Sezikis and Clutterbuck is going to help anything. Um, I, I don't know. Look at how, how many points Matt Martin has scored this year. I roll my eyes. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, this is like I could feel it. But like, no, Matt Martin has scored, what, three goals already this year? Yeah, because Matt Martin, you got to admit, he's going to put up 50 points this year in like 60 games. No, Martin, what right? I'm saying is that the, the not the production, it's just the the passes and the the open ice that Matt Martin is getting is as a result of his line mates. And so if Bo can get that, why not? I, I, I don't, I'm not saying that he should play third line minutes, but it's possible that there's production there for him. There's points to be had playing with Sezikis and Clutterbuck. There's points to be had. He's not going to be a 60 point player with them. No, but, but if you, wouldn't you think you'd have more opportunities with Barzal? Well, of course. Yeah, easily. And he has one point with him. Yeah, one. It's almost impossible to have one. Po- I think they could put us with Matthew Barzell, and we'd have a point. I couldn't keep up with him. Oh, my God. It doesn't uh, matter. You could just stand there like a tree in front of the net. He'd probably throw it off your face and go in. Oh, some NHL defenseman would just destroy me. Could you, could you see me standing like next to Eric Goodbranson? What is he, 260? He's got like 120 pounds on you. Yeah, I am 160. Thank you very much. Okay. He's got 100, 100 pounds. pounds. <laughs> He's got 100 Sorry, pounds on me. Oh man, that would be like it'd be Johnny Gaudreau 
I'm Johnny Gaudreau in terms of size. Pretty much, yeah. He's he's shorter than I am. I'm six feet tall, but like, I get destroyed. One cross check would break my back in two easily, easily. I'd be no use to Matthew Barzell whatsoever. Is the long <laughs> story here. Um, so yeah, what could be done to help out Bo? We both agree that it's being sent down. Yeah, I think so at this point. I mean, for the longest time, and I'm still a very big proponent of it, that you got to figure it out at the NHL level. But at this point, I don't think playing him on the third and fourth line is going to make a difference for him. So at that point, send him down and get someone like Michael Dell, Cole, Josh Hosang, or Kiefer Bellows up to fill that role. I, I'm I'm all for it. I really am. Like, there, there's no reason not to at this point. Again, he's waiver exempt. What do you like? What do you need to see from him now? You've like you've listed out. He's getting diminished ice time. What are you doing? What are you and, doing? And this will be the last year he's waiver exempt too. So That's like, right. this can't be the plan where you'd be like, oh, we we'll just send him down in December every every year and then get him back up and he'll be on fire from January to March. No, it can't, can't happen after this year. No, it can't. But like, got to do something. You got to do something. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, maybe they're they're trying to trade him. I don't know. But like, it's not like mm. having him in the AHL is going to prevent him from being traded, though, right? No, I I definitely don't think so. But what, if you were going to do that, you would rather have sold high after the year that he had last year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But. We'll see what happens with Anthony Beauvillier. Do you, what do you think is the result here? Do you think he snaps out of it by, uh, let's pick a date, okay. December, 5th, December 14th, exactly a month from now, is Anthony Beauvillier back playing with Matthew Barzal or in the AHL? I think he's in the AHL. I'm going to tend to agree with you. Like, he has to be, right? Like, there's no reason not. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Unless he starts doing stuff at practice, and it, it, it to me, it seems like he's not playing the system. I, I don't know what he's doing that, that Barry doesn't like, but it's clearly something Barry doesn't like. And I'm not going to go against Barry because the Islanders are in a playoff position and they shouldn't technically be in one, but on paper. Yeah, that's that's extremely true. So like we're we're talking about I'm not going to say it because I don't want to jinx it, but we're talking about a coach who could be rewarded handsomely at the end of the season with some silverware. Um, I'm not going to go against what he's saying. It's just yeah. not like it's why would I do that? No, absolutely not. You have to stick by the coach, and it makes the most sense to. Yeah. So, um, how about we talk about some defensive errors now that we're still talking about? <laughs> Definitely. I think that the the one we want to talk about the most is going to be the one from the Tampa Bay game, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. So late in that game, there was a face-off in the Islanders zone. Yes. And pretty much every single forward thought that it was a good idea to now skate the other way. And it was Ryan Pulak who had it in the corner. Yeah. And he was unable to maintain the puck and get it out and it ended up being a turnover and an easy tap and goal pretty much exactly it was a tap and goal for sure yeah so let's let's break that down first mitch what what happened here i have no idea well i I know what happened i don't know why it happened is a thing the forwards everyone convened at the face-off and you can see them talking 
cooking up this strategy like, hey, we're going to get him. We're going to get him on the break here. We're going to catch him flat-footed, and then we'll get a, a three-on-one or something stupid like that. And I guess they thought they win the face-off. Once they win the face-off, Pulak's supposed to chip it up the boards, and already at that point, all three will be outside of the zone taking the attack. Mind you, the game was tied 2-2 at this point with a minute and change in the third period. They were headed to overtime, 2-2 game, and they decided to run the stupid play. And sure enough, like Pulak didn't clear the zone, and three of their five guys were out of the zone. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Lightning had four of their five guys in the zone, and they scored with a minute and 26 seconds left in the game to win it. Like, that was the dumbest thing. Why, why did they need to do that? That's, that's it. It wasn't the how it happened. It's why it happened. Yeah, uh, and I think you summed it up perfectly. And the screenshot you tweeted out when you circled all the Islanders players running away and then the turnover, Yeah, it was like you just put the, whichever goalie it was. I can't remember if it was Grice or Leonard. I feel like it was Leonard. You just put him in a terrible situation. He had no shot. No, he had no chance whatsoever. So, like, that's a goal. Done. And that was the difference in the game right there because the yeah. the goal after that was the empty netter so well it was it was at least a point they lost minimum a point on that on that play right and for the most part they outplayed Tampa Bay for a large majority of that game yeah and like they, they weren't able to, to, to keep it up but like we're talking about the one of if not the best team in the NHL right now right there there's 12 five and one record with 25 points yeah. um sorry Nashville's the best team in the league points wise so, like, they're still up there. Yeah, the Islanders probably should have lost that game on paper. And they held themselves well. They, they, they were accountable. They were responsible. Excuse me. Well, you know what? I think they should have won that game, thinking about it again. Because there was a goal at the, at the start of the game where Matthew Joseph, I don't know what's going on with, with uh, Scott Mayfield. And he's done this multiple times now since. Just his gap control. As Joseph enters the zone, there's a good, like, four feet between the two of them. And and Mayfield doesn't come to close the gap. He actually backs up with the skater, acting like a second screen. He did the same thing against with Barkov against Florida, just giving him space to shoot and standing like a second screen. Mayfield isn't a small guy. He's 6'4". He takes up a lot of space. So Grice had to see, was it Grice or Leonard? I forget who was in Nets for Florida. Had to see through not only Scott Mayfield, but Jonathan Uberto right in front of him. So, like, there was no there was no chance because of dumb mistakes on gap control. Like, attack the shooter. Get in his lane. Or not in his lane. Just get in his face. Especially Mayfield, too. Because, like you said, he's a big dude. He's 6'4", over 200 pounds, no? Yeah, I, I don't know his, his, how heavy he is, but I would imagine so. Um yeah, like it doesn't make any sense, guys. Come on now, and and we're, we're we're what we're trying to bring up here is the number of defensive issues that we're seeing are still there from last year. Gap control is still is still an issue. Um, defensive zone play and just like the game management, game management still isn't there. There's no reason for the forwards to call that play with a two-two tie with a minute and a half left in the period in the third period. There's no reason to call that play. There's no, no justification. Right. Barry must have reamed them out that night. Probably, and that's the thing. You can get away with this this year because this is the transition one. But next year, that that's over with. Those mistakes are gone. You mm-hmm. have to be the expectation for next year has to be playoffs. So this year, if you make it, because right now you're in a spot where you actually are in a playoff spot, which is nuts to think about. That's true. But 
you have to get this stuff out of the way and learn this year. If we're having these same problems in 2019-20, then that's a much bigger issue. Oh, huge. And they shouldn't. Um, but who knows? Like, the personnel should be different. I think that's a personnel issue. These are these are mistakes that these guys are just going to keep making. It's just minimizing how many times they make that mistake. You're 100% right. So, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I just... <sighs> it, it bugs me when it's simple stuff like that. And I say simple. Like, obviously, like, I... I'm not a hockey player. I'm not. I play hockey, but not at their level. Clearly, because what am I doing here? Um, but it just seems like it's those mistakes where you're like, the coach clearly wants you to do differently than that, and has been telling you that day in and day out, and you're just not doing it. Like, get Doug Wait out of your ear and put Barry up in there. Just record Barry Trotz like lessons and just listen to him on your iPhone all day, all day, and it's just Barry Trotz. Go to sleep listening to Barry Trotz. I think you should. Easily. Absolutely. I'll do it. I think we'd become better people and better hockey players if we did. I would destroy my beer league, that's for sure. <laughs> Be a full 200-foot game instead of the two-foot game I currently play. There you go, where we struggle to get up and down the ice. <laughs> it's a lot of poke checking. Just stick out, holding your stick out. <laughs> I'm Mario Lemieux special. I have a really long stick. Perfect. That's how you got to play. <laughs> Uh, but any, anything else in the defensive areas, Mitch? Um, no, not really. I know we wrote PDO regression here, but I'm not seeing it because the Islanders actually lead the league in PDO with a 104.76. Um, but that's not good because that's going to come down, you would imagine, at some point. Yeah, probably, right? Like, there are how many teams? There are eight teams above 100. Sorry. There's, well, yeah, above 100 exactly. That 101 and over. One of those teams, like a, maybe three or four of those are going to stick like that, but not all of them. A few of them are going to regress. And you'll look at them and it's like Nashville, Toronto, Colorado, Anaheim, Boston, Washington, Philly. New York stands out. The Islanders stand out there. Yeah, them being in the mix there, not necessarily what you would expect. Not even just in the mix, at the top by like 0.4%. Yeah, by a lot too. Yeah, so... Mm. Like, they're 0.4% above Nashville, who's 2% above Toronto. Eh, that's going to that's gonna come back. And that's going to be a save percentage thing. Like, the goalies are going to lose lose a bit, but they're not going to lose a whole lot. They're going to lose a little bit. Yeah. So, so, yeah, not looking forward to that. What about you? Anything else on, on defensive issues? Anything you've seen or observed that you want to get off your chest? Not really. Like I, I just said already, just... Get these mistakes out this year and figure this thing out, the system, and next year, all this stuff has to be buttoned up. Big time. Again. God dang it. God, I hate saying big time. Damn it. Mitch, big time Anderson. (laughs) That's going to be my next stupid tattoo. I get a nautical star on the other side that says big big time. Perfect. You you don't get the joke. I, I have a nautical star on the other side that says good times. Okay. <laughs> it would work. I didn't think of it, but it would work. I didn't know there was space left on your body where you could still put ink. My back doesn't have much. Okay. Yeah. So lots of space there. <laughs> All right, Mitch, want to talk about something more positive now? Yes. The AHL Bridgeport oh. Sound Tigers are absolutely killing it, Mitch. Well, except for today. 
except for today. But they went on a five-game win streak, mm-hmm. and they were putting up points on points on points. <laughs> yes, big time. Again, dang it. Big time again. But what, let's go through their, really their top three scorers plus Kiefer Bellows because he went on a pretty good hot streak. So you're just going to skip Steve Bernier and Travis St. Denny? Yes, because <laughs> All right, fair enough. no offense, who cares? <laughs> yep, fair enough. All right, so Devin Tays leads the team in scoring 16 points in 16 games. He got two assists today. So that would be 18 and 17, I guess, then, probably? No, no, that's that's with today. Oh, that's with today. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if it was updated for today's game. But good stuff out of Devin Tays. I How he is not on the Islanders roster is still absolutely insane to me. Like, the fact that we had to watch Lucas Spiza play hockey <laughs> last night was beyond frustrating. Like he didn't Adam fall, Pel- though. He didn't fall over. No, he didn't. That was a step in the right direction for mm-hmm. him. At least he didn't fall down. But let me say this. Yeah. I think Adam Pellick and Scott Mayfield are better served as a 6-7 defenseman. Pick which one who you want to be the sixth guy. Pick which one you want to be the scratch. Okay. Lucas Pisa, Dennis Seinberg have no reason to be anywhere close to this hockey team when you have guys like Devin Tays who is a point per game player for the second year in a row at the HL level. Yeah, I don't I I I don't get it. I understand that they have NHL contracts to fill, but they didn't have to fill those contracts necessarily, like the Lucas Pisa deal. They they didn't have to do that, but they did it for some reason. Like he could still be around on a PTO, right? Dennis Seidenberg's still here on a PTO. Newsflash, he's still around. Yeah, that's always weird to see like when you it's like Pelic was paired with Seidenberg at practice the other day. It's like I forgot he was still alive doing stuff. Alive, jeez, that's a little dramatic. But not yes. like you know what I mean. Like he's still, alive in the hockey sense. You know right, what I mean? Yes. Um, but they they had to fill those those spots, and I guess the argument is well, where you're going to give him a bottom three role? Well, no, but you can still bump him up. Like Tomasicki can hit on the bottom three, could he not? Yeah, right? I think so. So there you go, Tomasicki and Scott Mayfield, right? Because Scotty's a right hand. Yep. Boom. There's your last pair. And even if you're playing Adam Pellick on his offhand, who cares? Or you put Tomasiki on his offhand, who cares? Tomasiki is good enough for that. Um, but yeah, you get him in. Get him in. What are you guys doing? It's been three years he's killing the AHL. Three years now he's killing it. What else do you need? I agree with you, Mitch. And speaking of people killing the AHL, Josh Hosang has been on fire. We talked about him a lot on the website. He has 15 points in 16 games. I He's turned it around. Ever since he kind of called out the Sound Tigers, they said, hey, kid, we're going to put you on the top line, put your money where your mouth is, and he's done just that. Yeah. Like, I think today was the first game where he didn't put up a point in the last five or six. I'm just bringing up his game stats now. Um, that's this season here. Sorry. In the last three games, he's put up one point where he put up 10 the five the four before that so in his last one two three four five six seven eight god i should have been able to count he put up 11 points that's impressive yeah that's impressive and and that's with two games without a point right like the kid the kid is doing it he's doing it but like that's gonna happen though you're not gonna put up a point every single night you're not gonna put up two points every single night during that four game stretch he was putting up he put up three games with two points and one four point game yeah, he was on an unbelievable tear. 
Do you think if, especially if Andrew Ladd is out for any significant amount of time, whether it be like significant being more than like three games, let's say, mm-hmm. who do you call up? Or do you call anyone up? So Ladd plays a left. I know that's a big point of contention. Okay. Um. So you probably have to bring up Del Cole or Bellows, right? Because I think they're both lefties. Yeah. Uh, God, God, I want to bring up. I want to bring up Hosang. That that was the point I was trying to make. Like, I I think Hosang should be the next in line forward to go up because he has NHL experience and mm-hmm. some levels of success too in parts of those two years. Yeah, and like what Della Cole is doing right now is fantastic. He's a point per game player, seven goals, seven assists. He's doing it all, great. But this is the first year where he's doing that. Let's let's just wait and see. Let's let him let let him continue that and get on on a streak. Maybe not a streak, but let's let him continue to do that until halfway the season, and then we can bring him up. Same thing with Bellows. This is his first shot at the AHL. His first shot, and he's finally clicking. Don't don't change his game just yet. Yeah, and he's only twenty two. At yeah. least. So, um, how do you make it work for Hosang, though? Because, again, he's a righty. Where the Islanders are arguably weak. So, I would move Bailey back over to the left side. That's That was my first thought. That's what I would do. And then I would have, I'd have my top line be Lee, Barzell, and Eberle. And my second line be Bailey, Nelson, and Hosang. Yeah, and then your third line is what? Bo, Philpola, Kunhakel? Uh, no, nah, I'd probably have Komarov on the right. third line, Sorry. and then Kunakel, uh, Sezikis, Clutterbuck. Perfect. And That's... then Martin when he's healthy. Yeah, Martin when he's healthy, and Johnson scratch. That's perfect. That sounds like a good lineup to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm certainly on board with it. I, I think. And yeah. I like the game that he played. I like his style of play. That's no that's no secret. But I think that would work really well with Brock Nelson, who has played well, but I think he could even elevate him a little bit more like he did last year. Exactly. Elevate Brock Nelson higher in a November season, or sorry, November season, in a November month? That's insane. Brock Nelson's already a point-per-game player in November, and we're thinking he could even go higher. That's nuts. Let's do it. Let's do that hockey. Why aren't we doing this right now? Well, I guess we don't know. I'm getting I'm getting caught ahead of myself here. The extent of Lad's injury or anything Yeah, hopefully like that, it's but. nothing serious. Just because you don't wish that upon anyone. No, no, not at all. But, you know, if a spot's open, I, I'm I'm okay. Like, look, Lad hasn't been fantastic. He's been okay. He's been okay, but he hasn't been fantastic. No, he hasn't been great, and he he's a third-line player now at this point. Like, That's unfortunate for $5.5 million over the next five years, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, four and a half, four and three quarters, I guess. Four, yeah, four after this. That's right. That's, oh, God, that's gross. God, it's so depressing every time I talk about it. With he's got this year and next year at a no move, right? And then he's got a no, modified. I think it's no trade clause right now. Okay, he's got a no trade clause for the next this year and next year, and then it goes into a fifteen team no trade list. Insane. I'm just praying for Seattle. Please be here like <laughs> now. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have to wait a, wait a little bit longer. And yeah, so we talked about Del Cole, we talked about Hosang, we talked about Taves, and now Bellows. Bellows went on a little bit of a run earlier in the week. He had, what was it, five goals in... 
Bellows has games. two, three, four, five points. So he's he's got a five game goal uh, point streak where he's put up five goals, including today. Well, no, he didn't put up a goal today. Sorry, to one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five goals and six points in the last five games. That's good. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Three, what, two thirds of his production this year has come in the last couple of games. That's fantastic. And he went on like a four game, I haven't done a thing streak. Yeah, I mean, I think he struggled a little bit earlier on transitioning. And that happened with him in college, I feel like. And then, I mean, he just tore it up in the WHL last year. But uh, Bellows this year started a little bit slow, but I think he's starting to show the kind of goal scorer that he is going to be. Mm-hmm. That's that's huge. Right, again, five goals in the last five games. Two goal night on the fourth, and then a goal, a goal, a goal. And then last night, or today, actually, pardon me, this beer is really making me burp. My God. Um, today on the 14th, he put up his first, his third assist of the season. So he's sitting at nine points in 16 games for a rookie, mind you. Yeah. I, I like it. I like it a lot. I don't think he gets to call up this year, but I think he has a shot at the roster next year, probably. Yeah. Maybe by the end of the season, if the Islanders aren't in a playoff and they start like selling off pieces, yeah, I can see him coming up in March or something. But not not any earlier than that, unless no. again, like I don't know, we have the mumps or something, and everyone gets in sick or injured. I mean, crazier things have happened. The uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins went for the mumps last year, so. Oh no, the joy of traveling as a team. <laughs> yep. So now, the, what is it? The Bridgeport Sound Tigers are right up there. So, P.S. Uh, Joshua Sang is the twentieth is ranked 20th in terms of production for all skaters, and Devin Tays is 14th in the AHL in terms of all skaters in production. All right, I like that. And the Sound Tigers, I'm just pulling it up now, are in second place in the Atlantic Division, two points behind the Charlotte Checkers. So day in the playoffs right now. That's And that's rare for them. They don't usually do that. No, they don't usually do that. I'm trying to figure out how they are in the league, but the AHL runs a weird thing here. They're their website is strange. Yeah, they're fourth in the league in ter- with a six-two-five win percentage. Well, that's not I'll that's take not it. how that ranks. They rank by points. Sorry, they have twenty points, which is fourth. Brent. Brent Thompson's turned that ship around. <laughs> Got to give him all him all the credit. It's definitely mm, all Brent Thompson, it's right, all Mitch? Brent Thompson. Yeah, exactly. God, Jesus, Brent Thompson. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> do you want to get on to other other things? Uh, for the AHL, not for me. I'm all good there. I don't know if you want to mention I've anything else. I've got nothing left about the AHL. Okay, how about the social segment, Mitch? Yes. Let's get social with it. Do you have anything you want to talk about? <laughs> Thanks, Will Smith. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is these darn tater trots at Offside Tavern. Yeah, their menu, I, I'm looking at this picture right now. It looks fantastic. So put your faith in cheese smothered tots topped with pulled pork and bacon served with a side of sriracha mayo. Oh, sold. I would drive from Ottawa for that. They're not paying me to say that. I'm just a fan. Yeah, no, absolutely. I want in on the Josh Hotang also. Mm. Orange vodka, liquor, juice with a splash of Red Bull to get you out of bed, give you the energy you deserve. <laughs> I'm in on that. Lols. 
Love it. Love it. Great stuff by Offside Tavern. Offside Tavern. Ah, oh, man. Uh, what do you got? I have a couple things. Okay. First is we have to talk about the Kunako goal from last night. He scored two, but you know the one I'm talking about. <laughs> the Alex Ovechkin-esque one. Yep. I I don't I can't even be I don't have words. How could I can't put into words how like impossible that is for Kunakel to be the ones to do it. If you show me like if you gave me ten guesses and said someone scored a highlight real goal tonight, who is it? There's no shot in those ten guesses I'm guessing Tom Kunakel. No. Absolutely not. And that I just I don't know. Mitch, I, I'm like tongue tied right now, who even trying to guess? get words out. Who would you have guessed? I would have guessed Barzal, Bovillier, Nelson. Really? I would have gotten Lee straight away. Lee would have been on there. If anyone's scoring a fancy goal, I'm going with Lee. Okay. Or maybe not a fancy goal, just a ridiculous kind of, how did you even do that? I'm going Lee. Yeah. But like that's the point. You're not guessing Thomas Kunakel. <laughs> no, you're not. So we had someone. We do this at, at for every one of our games on on Twitter before the game starts. We ask who's going to score the first Islanders goal, and someone's like Tom Kunakel. They were very confident about it. Tommy Kunakel, and we we're like, okay, sure, whatever. Like he did. He scored the first goal and the most ridiculous goal possible. So good on them for getting it. Uh, I think their their Twitter handle, if you want to follow them, it's at Isles Zealot. I believe it's all together. Um, now, is this better or worse than the Alex Ovechkin behind the head goal while on the ice? This is better because Ovechkin had a wide open net. It's true. This, he had to beat a, the goalie still, and it somehow snuck in. Yeah, the goalie, when I'm looking at it again, like, I'm looking at the GIF all over again, and I can see that Kunako's, like, trip to the floor, or the ice, and just, like, reaches behind him and throws it at the net, which is ridiculous that he he thought to do that. And Markstrom, I thought, was posted up real tight, but he clearly wasn't. You can see a huge gap. He wasn't expecting that shot to come at him. He wasn't right up against the post, and that, that little, like, three-inch space is where that that rubber disc went right in, and... That's it. That's all he needed. But even still, I feel like that's a one in a million shot to even get that on net and unbelievable. Yeah, like I don't, I just don't know if he meant to do it. He must have because he he sent it towards goal. I, and obviously, Alex Ovechkin meant to get it on goal. But my God, like this is insane. This is absolutely insane. And again, like Alex Ovechkin did it when he was like at the faceoff circle. Kunakl's doing it at the goal line. He's level on goal and still doing this. Yeah, that's. Insanity. I that's one of my favorite goals that Just I've ever seen. Honestly, clap it up for him. Slow clap that. And then my one other one was Matthew Barzal, a hundred and one, hundred and one points in one hundred and one games. Big. That's huge. Oh, I almost did it. I almost did it. I caught Big myself. time. <laughs> I, w- I was very upset that it wasn't a hundred and a hundred. That just sounds so much cleaner. One hundred and one and one hundred and one is still awesome, but a hundred and a hundred would have been sick. It doesn't matter. It yes, really. it does, Mitch. Does it? Yes. yes Why? It does. Because the well, trivia questions don't ask which player scored 101 points in a 101 games. What about who's the third fastest player to hit 100 points in the New York Islanders? Matthew Barzell. Yes. That's that's a much better one, is it not? Okay, who are the two ahead of him? It was Mike Bossy and, oh, God, why am I not getting this? I it was Brian Frace. Yeah, yep. obviously. 
Yeah, because there was four guys. Is Bossy, Trotsky, Barzal, Lafontaine fourth. Lafontaine mm-hmm. did it in 113. And that snake did it in 135. <laughs> loser. <laughs> what a loser. Um, I have one last one here. Okay. It's from Rob Del Muro, who's at G-Man 8069. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Um, so his, his caption here is, told him to sign with the Isles in the offseason. Can you guess who he's standing beside? Uh, I've seen the picture, so oh, okay. I feel like I shouldn't guess. No, fair enough. Okay, so it's Eric Carlson. Standing right next to Eric Carlson. Carlson doesn't seem to know that he's standing there. He almost looks like a wax figure. He's so beautiful. I thought it was photoshopped, actually. <laughs> no, I, it's clearly not. But he looks like a wax figurine. Because his skin is perfect. That goddamn twirly mustache that I hate. It's so gross. It's so You're gross. You're just jealous of it. Uh, I could grow a twirly mustache. I just choose not to. I don't believe you. Look at this growth. Look at this. Look at this. You, you seeing this? The only thing I can grow is He's like my cheeks. It's really bad. Right, right where the dimples are, ain't nothing there. It's a barren wasteland. Not get, gets a little patchy right there. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's super patchy. So that was my last thing. I hope I hope Carlson does. I don't imagine he will, but you know, fingers crossed. Hmm? Maybe we Maybe got we got the monies. This is true. The Islanders do have a ton of money to spend. Although maybe not after we sign some other guys like Brock Nelson. Stop it. Don't even put that idea in Lou Lamarillo's head. We know he listens every week, Mitch. We can't be putting these ideas in his head. It makes it sound like I really want them to sign Brock Nelson. I, I, and I'm, I'm hesitant, and I understand your side of the story. Um, I'm just, I like what he's doing, and I wouldn't be opposed to signing him to an okay deal. It just depends on what that deal is. To me, it's all about how much money. If he wanted five years, yeah, five point two five million dollars per, are you doing it? That's long. That's a long deal. I'm yeah, not going longer long than deal. four. No, but he's gonna want to five oh, years. He's gonna be twenty eight years old. Sure, but Lou's gonna probably gonna be able to talk him down from that. Going like, well, we gave you one. You did this. How about we give you two? Yeah. Okay. I okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe that, Mitch. Two at six. And, two at six. Would you do that? Two at six per? Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, all right. All right, whatever. Fair enough. Okay, do you have anything else? Nope, that, that's it for me, so let's do some plugs before we get out of here. Plug it like so, a fourth-line player. <laughs> so wherever you are listening to this, whether it be for Apple or on some podcatcher for Android, Please subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps with our searchability and helps us create more content, so we really appreciate that. Also, you can give us a follow on our social media at Eyes on Isles FS on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at Matt O'Leary and why Mitch's is T-L-O Mitch. You could also like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Eyes on Isles. Make sure to download our app, the Eyes on Isles app. You could visit the website, eyesonisles.com. And once again, if you are interested in subscribing for extra content like post-game shows for all 82 games, you could do so on patreon.com slash eyesonisles. Yeah, or our mailbag where we're going to be talking about my favorite beers, or our favorite beers anyways. Ooh, okay. We We got some cues. There we go. So that's a little teaser. So if you want more conversations like that, you could head on over to the Patreon page and subscribe there. Mitch, another episode in the books. It was good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you. All right. We will talk to all you guys next week.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.